0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Step Study. My name is Elaine B. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Friday, January 19th, 2018. Today we're reading from the big book. And we are on page 18 of There is a Solution. And we are reading two paragraphs. The first paragraph starting with an illness of this sort through the second paragraph that ends with there are many. Today's readers are Jody E.Q. for the Twelve Steps, Marie J for the Traditions, Twelve Traditions, Mary H. and Chrissy G. The reference number for the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting yesterday, Thursday, January 18th, is 10934. That's 10,934. The reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 10934 that's for today Friday January 19th is 109 oh i said 934 it's (laughs) 936 for today 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting 10936 the OA preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jody E. Q. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. This is Jody E. Q.,
1: gratefully recovered in California. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One. praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: And I pass. Thank you very much, Dodie E.Q. I will now ask Marie J. to please read the Twelve Traditions.
2: Hi, thanks. This is Marie J. Recovered in Colorado, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility out or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous have no outside opinion, have no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. Always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Pass. Thank you very much, marie J.
0: How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying "Pass." Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today, we resume our study on of the big book on page 18 of There is a Solution, reading the first two paragraphs. And I will now ask Mary H. to please begin reading.
3: Star one to unmute, Mary. Mary H. Please press star one, Mary.
0: And oh, I'm, I'm wondering. So
4: sorry to,
5: to that's
0: like okay. We hear now. you just fine <laughs> now, Mary. Thank Pestical you. Difficulties.
5: No <laughs> well, problem. We're start. glad okay. to hear. Thank you. Thank you. This is uh, Mary H., a recovered compulsive overeater from Northern California. An illness of this sort, and we have come to believe it an illness, involves those about us in a way no other human sickness can. If a person has cancer, all are sorry for him and no one is angry or hurt, but not so with the alcoholic illness. For with it, there goes annihilation of all things worthwhile in life. It engulfs all whose lives touch the sufferers. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity... Disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can increase the list. We hope this volume will inform and comfort those who are or who may be affected. There are many. So, you know, the part that I want to focus on, there's so much in this paragraph, especially how we affect other people and, um I think I'll just briefly share on that, and then I'd like to focus on the illness, but I, I didn't realize how much I did affect my family and the people around me because I I really withdrew and isolated. I wasn't really... I had this conception of alcoholics who go out there and aggressively kind of attack the world and cause problems, and I thought, well, I haven't done that. But I did have to look that by my withdrawal and my isolation, I was hurting those around me I was hurting the people that loved me by not showing up by not be participating by not by not really living life fully. But the other part I wanted to address, which is so important to me in um my education of the the disease, is that it is an illness. And this whole book teaches us that and that it has that twofold nature. There's the physical component of the allergy where my body reacts by I can't stop eating certain foods that I ingest and that that's that physical illness, a physical allergy. But but as a real alcoholic or a real compulsive overeater, I have a twofold illness have this also this mental issue kind of a mental illness that keeps me going back to those foods to that allergy that will kill me and I didn't understand that I think for a while you know in the next pages we're going to learn about the hard and the moderate drinker and I believe those types of compulsive overeaters have the allergy but they don't necessarily have the mental obsession. And that's where believing and understanding this is an illness is so important because in so many parts of my life, I had a lot of willpower. You know, I have intelligence. I have capability. And I couldn't understand why, like a lot of us, I couldn't stop eating. And I was told that I didn't have enough willpower. And that didn't make any sense to me. And that was baffled me and made me feel crazy. And understanding and learning that there's an illness here, there's a solution here, what a relief. And, and not because I'm absolved of doing anything, but, that there's actions that I can take for this specific illness. And um,
0: I think with that, I'm going to pass. And thank you for letting me read and share. Thank you very much, Mary H. We're going to kindly request that those who've recently shared, pause just a moment before giving your name if you'd like to share, just to allow those who who haven't shared recently to have an opportunity. So who would like to comment on the two paragraphs that Mary just read? Teresa D. Teresa D.
3: Anyone else?
0: Marie J. Marie J. Rebecca P.
3: Rebecca Pat,
0: P. Pat A. Pat A. One or two more? OK. Let's start with that. I've got, tradis- uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's Teresa or Carissa D. Marie J. Um yeah yeah Rebecca P Teresa okay and Cat Cat K uh Teresa Marie Rebecca and Cat So please go ahead Teresa and you'll be followed by Marie j
4: Okay hi uh, my name is uh Teresa D and I am um recovering from the uh, great state of Florida um anyhow um you know the, just the thing that really touched me was the the illness, just being convinced that I have an illness. And every time I hear that, I think of that I'm morally weak. And, um, you know, then that's just um, crazy. And I just, you know, my head, my disease wants to play games with me and make me think that I've got this under control and I don't. So um, I just needed to voice that today. Thank you for uh, letting me share and happy birthday to uh, oa and thank you oa for saving my life
0: thank you very much teresa d and marie j you're up next followed
2: by rebecca p hi thanks this is marie j recovered in colorado and um what i got from this paragraph is what I didn't know when I was in my disease is just how selfish and self seeking and self righteous I was, and how much I affected people. And I didn't know that until much later. And, and after recovery, uh, I was a bulldozer, I just bulldozer over everyone. And because I had this boisterous and excitable uh, personality, I got away with it. But I also realized that I could be very demanding and rageful, and I justified it all with my self-righteousness. You know, I know what's best for everybody, and I was just a bull in a china shop, and I also had a lot of false humility, and pretend to love is what I call it now because I didn't know how to love. I thought I was loving, but loving is letting people live their own lives, and loving is being patient and tolerant and kind, and loving doesn't have anything that is self righteous in it. So I owned and possessed and held people hostage and ran their lives. But I didn't know it. And that's what is really key here. I didn't know it until I did my fourth, fifth and sixth steps. The first time around and, and, and since I've done them multiple times getting more in depth understanding, I didn't know even then that you know my self-righteousness was a character defect you know i thought being right and helping others see how right i was was like you know that was a service to them and i was just better i was superior and i was just i just knew more about how people should live their lives but today today in recovery i still can see my self-righteousness but now i know how to pause when i'm agitated and i i had to this morning at 5 a.m. this morning, I had to pause when agitated with my husband. And and being able to stop and take that pause and then go into my bedroom and write a 10th step and then to pray and meditate and to be able to see my self-righteousness and my self-seeking and dishonesty and fear and then to be able to humbly ask God to take it away. This is where I am today. Instead of exploding and raging and fixing and managing and controlling someone I love's life, I was able to pause, and that's just miracle of this recovery. Thank you, Pass. Thank
0: you, Marie J. Rebecca P. Please, uh, please be next, and you'll be followed by Kat K.
3: Rebecca, I thought I heard a Rebecca. <laughs> Star one ten you. Okay, let's go with Cat K. Hi, can I be heard? Cat K? Yes,
6: please go ahead. Thank you. Cat K, recovered. Compulsive. Hello, this is Rebecca P.
0: Oh, hi, Hello. Rebecca. Thank you. Sorry you had a challenge getting on the line. Cat, um, would you mind uh, waiting just a few moments to
6: share? Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thank
0: you. Please go
4: ahead, yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. I thought I
4: was unmuted, but I wasn't. Uh, Yeah, this is Rebecca P., uh, Grateful, Recovering, uh, Impulsive Overeater. And uh, I knew I had a mental illness because I was being treated so long. So, uh, but um, I didn't have any... Respect for addicts, and I'm ashamed to say that now because I didn't know I was one at first, and I resented the addicts because I said, you know we with the mental illnesses are trying to get well. I mean, we don't like our symptoms, but uh, and we are, we, are, we, we are doing everything we can to to learn how to live healthy lives. And uh, the addicts, I believed at the time, really don't want to get well. They just want to know how they can use and still um, and not have the bad effects of their 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 uh, addiction. And they're actually taking substances into them to give them a mental illness. So you can see how my thinking was at the time. But when I found out that I was a compulsive overeater, and started studying the Big Book, I started having more compassion for alcoholics, for compulsive overeaters, and for addicts like myself. And uh, I started realizing, yes, this is an illness. It is something that we can't control, and it is something that we can that we can treat without shame and without uh you know uh, without uh feeling that there uh is something morally wrong with us and so yes i am was relieved to find out that um i had an illness that it wasn't some that i wasn't just a bad person with no willpower and um I had a new compassion for the people who like myself have are powerless over our uh, substances. And um with that I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Rebecca P. Kat Kay, you're up next.
6: Hi, Kat Kay, recovered. Compulsive overeater for today. Thank you um, for being on the line and happy birthday to OA. 58 years, um, I heard. Um, so, yeah, I'm really grateful for that and uh, have to really remember, you know, um, and be thankful to the founders of the program that sacrificed a lot to um, to start up this meeting. And so, Um, I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, And then we're reading about annihilation today. And um, before program, I was really mean. Um, And if I didn't get my way, I would say really mean things and I would destroy relationships. Um, And some of them, uh, some of the relationships... to the point where uh, people just didn't want to hear my amends they didn't want to hear from me period um, that's how mean I was um, to people in my life who were the closest to me um, and so <clears throat> I'm today when things don't go my way i I have this program I pause and um, i I try to think about what you know God would have me be in the fine line between saying nothing and being a doormat and being sarcastic and condescending. You know, um, I don't have to be that way today because it's not going to get me far, um, not only with that person, but um, it's, not, it's not helpful for my recovery um, and my abstinence because resentment is our number one offender and I just need to remember that I can't sit in resentment um, today. So I wanted to share that. And another thing is um, I um, just also wanted to share that um, I'm a little nervous to step on the scale um, after the holidays. And what a miracle. I weigh exactly the same from before the holiday season to now. And I don't think there's been um, a holiday ever where I've been able to um, say that before program. So thank you so much. I'm very grateful. Thank you all for being on the line today. I pass.
0: Wonderful Kat Kay. Thank you very much. So um, we are commenting on the first two paragraphs on page 18 in There is a Solution, starting with there uh starting with an illness of this sort and ending with There Are Many. And I'm going to kindly request that those who've recently shared please pause for just a moment to allow others who haven't shared recently a chance to put their name out there first. So, who would like to comment on those two paragraphs? Chris G, Carson City, Chris. Nevada. Okay, Chris G. Anybody else? Irene M. Irene M.
6: Julie E.V.
0: Julie E.V. Anybody else like to comment?
7: Well, I paused.
0: <laughs> you did pause. <laughs>
7: Hi, John K.
0: Thanks, John. Look forward to hearing from everybody. Anybody else? Robin M. Robin M. One more. Okay. Let's go with Chris G., Eileen M., Julie E.V., John K., and Robin M. Chris, you're up next. You're up first, followed by Eileen.
8: So good morning, everyone. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Great. Okay, I kind of want to comment this morning. First of all, I hands down hope all of you who serve are blessed beyond your wildest dreams because what you do every morning at sometimes a god-awful hour is so fabulous for all of us. Okay. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless blameless children. I, it goes on and on. And the truth is, for a long time, as a recovered – well, I wasn't recovered at the time – as a compulsive overeater – who to some degree knew that I was, although my intellect told me and my perception of my upbringing told me that um, I should be able to fix this myself. You know, an eating problem, really needing to go to God for an eating problem, a God that I really didn't have an understanding of and I still don't today. But my understanding of God doesn't matter. What matters is that when I am being these things, and, you know, a lot of times I think that we think as compulsive overeaters, the ramifications on our family are much less than alcohol, drugs, gambling, whatever those may be. And in some respects they may be. In others it's an ongoing thing. It's, for me, it's, um, I have to be right you know, I, I have to be right all the time and oh my God, how annoying is that for someone I'm married to that I have lived with been married to for twenty seven plus years and married and, and lived with for thirty. There i I cannot even imagine. And thank God two Sundays ago Marie J's you know, the, the diff the I've listened to it three times and I just keep finding more stuff because the truth is whatever's going on in my world that God has given me, my reaction nine times out of ten is inappropriate and I have to pause and pray and reach out to someone else and see how their day's going. And when I look at all of the damage I've done in anyone's life who's touched me, and I also know that God uses me to bless those people, too, I just thank God that I I have a little bit more of an onion peel and a little bit more of an understanding. And with that, thank you, God, more please I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Chris G. Eileen M., you're up next, followed by Julie E.B.
3: morning, Hi, I to un- Eileen. Eileen. Yes, yeah, thank Hi. you. Hi.
9: Um, this is Eileen M., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New Hampshire, and uh, cold one out there today. Um, I I was reading this, and I'm you know I'm really grateful for people have been sharing about not being aware of how you know other people around me are affected by my disease. You know, I I think you know I definitely had that situation when I came into OA, and I didn't, you know, because I didn't take my compulsive overeating seriously, you know, that was one reason I I felt like, you know, well, there's no way I could be affecting anyone else, and, you know, the other thing I was thinking is that, you know, I used to blame other people for my problems, so I wasn't looking at my part, and, um, you know, I would start hurting other people and not even know I had hurt them. And what I really like is that this program gives me a way of living that I can address all my problems today. You know, the, um, you know, what I love about Step 11 is one of the questions that says, you know, for the review that we do at night is it asks us, have we kept anything to ourselves that we need to discuss with another person at once? And, you know, that's where really the honesty comes in. I mean, I can look at that question and I can decide to keep things to myself, but that's only going to make me sicker. You know, um, and, uh, you know, the big book talks about, you know, abstinence is the beginning. There's a long period of reconstruction ahead. And, uh, you know, it's not like we just come into the program and get abstinent and then we're done and we leave. You know, there's just, there's so much more to recovery than, um, you know, being absent, which is the most important thing at the beginning. So just really grateful to have found this way of, this approach to the steps. I'm grateful I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Eileen. Um, Julie E.B., you're up next, followed by John Kay.
10: Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovering by the grace of God in Colorado. Can I be heard?
0: Yes, you can.
10: Thank you. Okay, I want to thank you to all who do service by serving and speaking on the line. Um as I've been recovering uh, this year, um, it's just a source of, of really... Um, hope and uh, encouragement and and just uh, trudging the road together. Um, I'm really thankful for this uh, particular paragraph today. Um, I'm doing the footwork, working steps eight and nine, and uh, was kind of challenged yesterday in facing my creditors and in dealing with the warped lives of my blameless children um, that I've hurt um, through this illness. And so as I'm doing this footwork and um you know looking forward to the promises. I've already received so many of the promises. Um, and you know it all started with that preface. We hope you may pause in reading one of these stories and think I yes that happened to me more or more importantly, yes I felt like that or most important yes I believe this program can work for me too. So instead of spending a bunch of brainstorm or talk storming about how this um annihilation has taken place and engulfment and has taken place and the misunderstanding, financial insecurity, resentment, disgusted friends and employers, warp wise children, um, sad spouse, um parents. Um, I don't have to just sit there today because I know if there's people out there that are suffering and have those things going on in their life, that there is hope that I've, um, you know, uh, handed my character defects to God, that God shows them to me now in sharp relief. Um, as I go through these next parts of the program that I can do turnarounds and, and turn over fears, resentments, new harms. Um, and I can get into this really uh, dark stuff and, um, but the point of getting into it isn't uh to keep me trapped it's to set me free and so um i'm really grateful um today to be a part of of sharing this on the line and really grateful my my face to face meeting has a lot of people that listen to this line and um and my daughter who attends with me has noticed uh how much recovery is happening in that meeting as she's getting recovery as well. So uh, there is hope and encouragement for those who who are who are just seeing the annihilation <clears throat> that there can be a uh, new tomorrow. Thanks.
0: And thank you, Julie E.B. John Kaye, you're up next, followed by Robin M.
7: Good morning, it's John Kiernan, recovered compulsive overeater in Los Angeles. Um, first of all happy fifty eighth birthday to O.A. you know i uh, i it's interesting it it was actually started right down the street from where i live uh, you know uh, uh in a little house on colby avenue and uh, in a little kitchen there and i've actually sat at the kitchen table of that uh, that house. Well, it probably wasn't that kitchen table it was one from earlier, but it's really cool. And, you know, always been a huge part of my life. I've been I was figuring out just now probably over sixty percent of my life, sixty uh, percent of always life. I've been in this program, and uh, you know, I I say sometimes that you know, I uh, thirty six years ago, two doctors saved my life, uh, Doctor Silkworth and Doctor Smith, and uh, in particular, I thank Doctor Silkworth for making what was at that time an absolutely um, groundbreaking concept that 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 this is a disease, a genuine disease, and, and I needed so much to hear that when I came in because you know through my time in program I get that this is a spiritual program. It's not part of it. It is a spiritual program, and the answers can, will come through a spiritual connection. But when I came in as a stone cold atheist, it's it helped so much. To have some of the things that was being spoken about hit me on an intellectual basis, and they go, "Okay, this isn't willpower. This is a disease." And then it goes in and it talks about some of those things. And 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 I love—I mean, I don't love—but the the, the um, uh, comparison with cancer, you know, because people who get cancer, we never say, "Oh, you're such a jerk for getting cancer." And if they if they get help and they go into remission and then it comes back, we don't say, "Oh." You're so stupid. Why didn't you learn the first time? Yet we beat ourselves up so much for that. But if you think about it, you know, people who have cancer, they are growing that in their bodies. They don't want it, but it is growing. And it's the same with us. We don't want this. We wouldn't be doing all this work if we really wanted to just be eating. And yet we we damn ourselves for that. And it's mostly because this disease, unlike cancer, which you can actually x-ray and see the cells, it's a cognitive thing and it's in our brains. Yet they're finding out more and more every day, which makes me feel good because it lets me know I have a disease. And having said that, though, I have to take my medicine. I have to take my medicine, which I'm doing by listening on this meeting and doing the steps and having a sponsor and following all those things, because I think that that's the important thing. And then through having the food down and continuing to work on the steps, again, at the beginning, being stone-cold atheist, just being told, please keep an open mind about the spiritual part. The gradual educational variety of the spiritual experiences speaks about in appendix two the big book is what happened to me. I slowly began to be awakened, you know, to the spiritual part. But boy, it really helped in the beginning to understand this isn't my moral failing. I have a disease, but like I said, I have to take my medicine. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you very much, John Kay. Robin M., you're up next. Hi, everybody. My name is
5: Robin M. from Georgia. Can I be heard? Yes, you can great thank you first and foremost i want to thank everybody for your service um and i did go to the la birthday party it was so nice to meet some of you in person and build my 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 um, support uh, network it was it was really a wonderful um, weekend um i love this paragraph because i used to think something was wrong with me and i thought i was crazy and i knew well something was definitely wrong with me but I didn't know what was wrong with me and I kept failing and, and trying to um diet over and over and um always the end result was is, you know was failure and um I'm really grateful that this book um really explains the disease concept and um and I love this paragraph also just because it talks about where our harm is um other diseases we're not not normally harming people like we can with this disease and I'm actually in step eight and nine right now and I used to think step four and five was difficult and you know kind of uh, always uh, try to um, I don't know it just it was always something that everybody was fearful of and um I got over that, and I really wasn't fearful of of four and five, but stuff eight and nine has been my god, I've been so raw and vulnerable, and I've been in and out of town, I do a lot of travel for work and it's been amazing um how vulnerable and raw um looking at my my myself as a tornado going through people's lives and um and just the the harm that you know I, I have caused, and I've been in another program for 28 years, and I I you know jokingly say I I've been able to coast some in that program because I was always using food as my other drug and and still in the disease and still harming people, and um, so I'm very grateful today to be out of the food and being able to really look at my part um and how i've been a, a a destructive of you know destructive to people's lives and um how i've harmed people and now i can make it right and giving that that opportunity i'm very very grateful um uh let's see anything else um this just gives me you know, hope that um, what everybody else shared previous to me, um, there is a long period of reconstruction of he- ahead, um, but I can do this one day at a time with everyone's help, and there is a new tomorrow, and, um, and someone else mentioned um, Marie J's special edition. I haven't listened to that yet, but
11: um, looking forward reminder. to
5: listening to that. Thank you
0: so much, um, and I pass. Thank you very much, Robin M. So we are commenting on the first two paragraphs of page 18. There is a solution, starting with an illness of this sort through um, there are many. Who would like to comment on those two paragraphs? Lisa S as Mary B Lisa S. Mary B, and we have time for one more. Ashley P. Ashley Piggs. All right. Lisa S., please go ahead.
12: Great. Thank you. Um, Thank you for the meeting and opportunity to share. Um, I'm going to try to make this brief. Just, I want to share a personal experience that happened this week. Um, My name is Lisa. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'm in recovery. I'm right now working through... um, my fourth step inventory. Either way, this I'm grateful that I've been through this before, and I continue to learn and evolve. And I have to continue to learn and evolve. And this is in part why for me to really understand the true nature of this disease, every single morning, um, to talk to myself about step one, to talk to myself about step two and step three. Earlier this week, I shared a little bit about. Um, the gravity of the situation and how powerless I have to remember I am over um, my substances, and uh, I have to take that very seriously because it will take me out if I pick it up. Um, And I was in deep understanding of that one morning, and then the next day, uh, yesterday, I had to go out to dinner. I I was going out to dinner with my family to a restaurant that um, I haven't gone to since I've been abstinent and since I've had the food down, So part of me was worried about that, I think. And I'm high on life right now. I'm high on my work with the steps. The arrogant ego is kind of percolating. And all of a sudden, I hear this sing song voice in my head say, Oh, you're doing so great. You're just going to be so recovered that one of these days you're going to have it all together and you'll be able to order whatever you want off the menu. And it was like this sing-song thing. And then this other side of me went, oh, really? And all of a sudden, boom, I was aware. I was aware of this insane and beautiful dialogue happening inside. And I shut it down, and I got on a meeting, and I know that that's my – that's the push-ups, okay? Um, So we have to be super thoughtful of what our mind is doing because this is an illness. I have a daily reprieve, barely, like moment by moment. I need to be very, very aware and on top of it and not give in. And um, this program gives me the strength and the courage and the wisdom and the fellowship to do that. So with that, I will pass, um, and hopefully my experience can help you because um, it was pretty powerful. All right, thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Lisa S. Mary D., you're up next followed by Ashley P.
13: Star one okay. to
3: unmute. Hi, Mary. Is Mary
13: B. calling. My first time calling in. I'll tell you though, um, not my first time in this program. I've been in and out of these doors for 30 years. And I pray to my higher power that I can stay abstinent this time. Um, we do have an illness. And I have to realize that it is definitely an illness. I can't take uh, a pill and have it go away. Misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents, anyone can increase the list. Oh my God, if I didn't go through life like a tornado, hurting people over and over again. All I can tell you is that the steps in this big book are what makes it work, and that's what I have to continue to do each and every day of my life. I was blessed enough to be able to attend the birthday party and hear some incredible, incredible sharing and speakers. And I am just grateful that I have found this program. And during the 30-some years I've been involved, my sponsor never left my side. She was there, came to visit me in the hospital every day for several different things, and, and I'll tell you what, I had family who didn't do that. If a person has cancer, all are sorry for him, and no one is angry or hurt, but not so with alcoholic illness. That is for sure. My uh, former husband divorced me because he didn't understand this disease, and um I am not alone anymore. I am with my family, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you very much, Mary D. Ashley P., you're up next.
11: Hi, this is Ashley P., recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Great. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to start out by thanking everyone for their service and um, welcome, welcome, welcome to the newcomers uh, and just really amazing shares on the line today. Um, I don't know that I have a ton more to share. I just um, have been very filled with gratitude um, in the last few days, especially uh, by the the community that um, that this line offers but also by the community that these steps offer, because what this paragraph is talking about is my experience. Um, I just brought terrible, terrible, terrible wreckage to my life. And, um, you know, n- now I can call my family and have these lovely and, and not particularly huge conversations with them but just normal conversations and and I have friends that I can just call up and and go to dinner with um I had like an impromptu dinner with my dearest girlfriend last night and th- these are things that would never have been an option because of the fierce resentments and um the disgusted friends and 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 all of the wreckage that I caused um so I, I just want to say to the newcomers, your life can absolutely change. And I know that when I when I read the the, um, the words, there is a long period of reconstruction ahead. That really scared me at first. And as I was listening to some shares on that this morning, I just thought, what an opportunity! Thank God that there is a long period of reconstruction because I had a long period of being in this disease. So it's it's gonna take some time and um, thank God that I am um, gifted with that time today and, and the willingness to use it instead of just wasted away um, in my disease. And that's it and with that I pass and wish everybody a really lovely, lovely Friday. Thank
0: you very much, Ashley P. We do have just a couple more minutes for a quick share. If somebody would like to take a two minute share, Courtney B. As Courtney, please go ahead.
14: Thanks. Courtney B. from Northern California. I love step one. It was the hardest thing for me to get that I, it wasn't a defect. Shame, shame, shame on me. I had a disease, not a defect, and I didn't cause it can't cure it, nor am I going to control it. I've lost my legs. I'm never growing new ones. I'll die with this disease, but it's not a moral issue. Either have it or you don't. And it's so perfect because my dad got diabetes. He, did, he was compliant. He did what they said, no big deal. My sister came up with it. Today, Her both her legs are cut off. She lives in an institution, and the doctor said she was noncompliant. I was diagnosed pre-diabetic. So it really helped me understand i called a sponsor because i'd only lost seven pounds i was furious and she said i'm not here to help you lose weight i'm here to help you arrest an illness that will kill you oh okay so she said you treat it as like what if you had a heart disease or you had something else so we treat ourselves with kindness no shame but to absolutely acknowledge i have it and i'll have that dna gene the diabetes thing which the numbers have been great for years now but that's not shaming myself about it. I didn't cause it or control it. But I can arrest it and so far so good staying abstinent. Thanks.
0: Okay. We do have just about one one and a half more minutes. So if the other person who spoke up would like to share, you're most welcome to. Carol. M. Carol H M
15: M, please go ahead. Thank you. You know what this um what this um, is speaking to me about is the fact that um, we have a, a, a an urgency to launch into the steps um, because you know food is just uh, food was my solution for all these years, and I spun around on step one for so many years trying to put the food down, put the food down. but what i but what, what I learned eventually was that I had to put the food down, and then quickly, with urgency launching into the steps because we're dealing with, you know, spiritual malady, you know, only steps one and 12 talk about the food, but the other remaining steps talk about our spiritual ma- malady. You know, the, we have to get down to causes and conditions and figure out why it is that we've caused all this pain in those people's um, lives that we love so dearly. And so, um, so again, it just, it just, um, uh, expresses to me the the need to um, deal with step one very quickly and then, you know, very rapidly launch into those steps so that we can deal with his spiritual malady so that we can uh, get down to the causes and conditions that are causing all this pain. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Carol H., and thanks to everybody who has shared. We'll now transition the meeting from reading from the big book on page 164. Will Chrissy G. please read a vision for you? Hi, this is Chrissy G., Recovered over Reader. Can
3: you
5: hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got.